In this episode, we're asking a brand new question. Not how are you, but when are you? And how this defines just who it is you're actually speaking with. This is the Heart Body Business Podcast. Inspiration, tips, and tools for entrepreneurs seeking a more fulfilling type of success. One that stems from exploring and expressing their true passion and purpose and finding healthy ways to do so, all coupled with insights and action items to get a business moving in the right direction. I'm Steve, your host, and I invite you to learn more at heartbodybusiness.com. In the last episode, I talked about the way humans are really driven by a three-brain system, or more accurately, a system of three information processing centers that are embedded with neurons, the brain, the heart, and the gut. And I said that consciousness moves us through these three centers. Now, all of these are important to our success. The heart connects us to our inner genius or perhaps our spiritual inspiration. Its energy is in the present moment. The body gives us information about the world we're operating within, but it also stores all our physical experiences, so it ties us to the energy of the past. And the brain takes information from both of these to plan our future. With that as our background, let's explore today's topic. When we ask someone, how are you? We're asking what's become a pretty mundane question. In fact, it's not a mundane question, especially if you stop to consider what we can really mean by the word you. But in everyday practicality, most people ask it politely and most people answer it shortly. It doesn't usually involve a lot of depth. But what do you think would happen if, instead, you ask someone, when are you? There's this old tradition from the Sioux people called the Hayoka, sort of the sacred clown, the contrarian. For me, this is the one who effectively wakes people up from their patterns by saying or doing the unexpected. The Matrix wants us all operating according to a program, and I would say that the Hayoka helps us to see glitches in the Matrix. Asking someone, when are you, is so unexpected that it can break them from their pattern for a moment. And when they likely ask what you mean, it's simple. Are they in the past, the present, or the future? The reality is we all have energy in all three of these, but our only place of power is in the present. This is why the Buddha said, do not dwell in the past. Do not dream of the future. Concentrate the mind on the present moment. Now, I'm going to be bold here and interpret the Buddha. The mind is our entire consciousness, including the subconscious. It includes the experiences of the body, and it includes our plans for the future, which happen in the brain. It needs to be aware of these, but its energy needs to fully rest in the present moment where there is power. For instance, it can be aware of the environment through the body and it can be aware of past experiences for context. But we don't want interpreting past experiences as actually happening right now. That would be an error and would lead to wrong conclusions and actions. But this is what happens when we hold stress, shock, or trauma in the body. 
It's also what happens when we do not forgive past actions of ourselves or others. Why do you think the masters talk about the importance of forgiveness? Because you are literally leaking your power when you hold on to past events. So the mind needs to be aware of the body's present input about the environment, but if we want to be powerful, it is the present input only that we act on. In a similar way, the mind can be aware of opportunities before it, paths that lead into the future. But if we send our energy into the future to make decisions about each option, if we're setting expectations for the outcome of each experience before deciding on them, impressing our hopes and worries onto the outcomes, and deciding that we'll only be happy if the results look the way we want them to, then we are choosing from the energy of the future. And here's the problem. There is no energy in the future. So we're making choices without power. So once again, what we want is to be in the present moment, looking at opportunities and choosing not from our traumas, not from anger or resentment, not from hopes and worries, but from the entire mind in the present moment, the present feelings of the body, the present observations of the brain, and the always present guidance of our inner inspiration. This is not easy for us, but presence is something we can cultivate. Being aware that we're not in the present moment is the first step in this. We're so easily lost in all the things of life, it's difficult to keep this awareness. That's where the question, when are you, might trigger both the person asking and the person being asked to reset themselves, to take a deep breath, to release pressure and worries, and to enter a place of observation. The observer, after all, this is our truest self. More to say on this another time, because all these topics are too deep to cover in single discussions. But if we can step back and simply observe our actions in the moment and the actions in our environment, we're coming closer to our true self and the power of our presence. This is also why gratitude exercises can be so powerful. Gratitude comes from our true self. It is a sensation of the present moment. So if we can tap into it, we're gathering more of our power around us. To the degree we know when someone is, we also better know who we're speaking with. The consciousness of the body, related to the earth, the consciousness of the brain, related to personality, or the consciousness of the heart, related to one's truest self. Again, it's nowhere near this simple in my view, but at a high level, we express different selves. And much of this depends on the time we're invested in, past, present, or future. A story comes to mind. I lived in Seattle for a couple of years at the turn of the millennium, and when I first moved out there, I spent a lot of time at Third Place Books, which was a large bookstore situated immediately next to a food court, so I could grab a coffee and sit with books for reading and writing. This is where I discovered Thich Nhat Hanh's book, Peace is every step. He opens the book with the idea that peace is present right here and now, but it's a question of whether we're in touch with it. 
he points out that we're very good at working hard for happiness in the future and says, we have difficulty remembering that we are alive in the present moment, the only moment there is for us to be alive. This is, of course, precisely what I've talked about here. And if you're ever interested in bite-sized reminders of living in the moment, you might want to check out that book. What stuck with me most from that day in third place books was one of Han's stories on washing dishes. I'd like to read you just a couple sentences from this so I can leave you with something to act on. To my mind, says Han, the idea that doing dishes is unpleasant can come only when you aren't doing them. Once you are standing in front of the sink with your sleeves rolled up and your hands in the warm water, it is really quite pleasant. I enjoy taking my time with each dish, being fully aware of the dish, the water, and each movement of my hands. Who knows why certain moments in our lives inscribe themselves so deeply on us, but this story really stuck with me. And today, when I'm doing the dishes, I use this as an opportunity to bring myself as much as possible into the present moment. When you really do this, There comes a delight in every detail, the glistening of a plate reflecting the light, or the way water bounces off the dishes, the pressure of a glass on the fingers that are holding it, really the very fact that you're in this body that feels things. It's pretty awesome in this sense, just breathing, which is such a profound exchange with this planet that you live on. So the point, of course, isn't about washing dishes. The point is using our tasks as opportunities to bring ourselves into the moment, opportunities to practice gathering peace and joy by really feeling things, knowing the experience of life right now, setting aside our fears and pains and worries, even if just for a little while. So I would say, ask yourself what tasks you can see differently, which ones you can practice with, and perhaps turn from something you dread to something you enjoy, and try committing yourself to this process with at least one task. I've talked about the value of using habit trackers. I literally include bringing myself into the present moment and into a state of gratitude as a habit in the tracker I use. Every day, this is an important activity. And of course, it's easy and pleasurable when we actually engage in it, slowing down and feeling each step as you walk to get the mail, or how the wind wisps past you, or how your clothes move across your skin with every step. We ignore so much of what's happening to us most of the time. It's really amazing when you remember to pay attention and take it in. Like a child, there is always a way to experience something as new if we'll let ourselves, if we'll go beyond our programming, which tries so hard to keep us outside of the moment and prejudging every experience we're having so we don't see it as it really is. If we let all that go, the world can feel new and bright in the moment. Like any exercise, it takes time to build up the muscles to do this more often throughout the day. There are days when you'll try 
and your mind will wander and you won't feel perhaps the peace and joy available for you in the moment. That's okay. You try again later in the day, the next day, but you keep at it. It can be cultivated living in the moment like this. It can be cultivated living from the heart like this. And that's what we'll continue to push for here, living from the heart. Because it is the only way we'll live from our genius, from our purpose, and to ultimately achieve the goals that we are here to achieve. Till next time, thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe. You can also join our mailing list to get alerts on our latest episodes and other tips, tools, and news. Learn more and sign up at heartbodybusiness.com.